Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. Guys, without further ado, I want to bring on my guests, Pastor Paul and Kim Owens. Welcome to the podcast. So excited you guys are here. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, Isaiah. We're doing great, man. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome to be here with you. I'm so excited to have you guys on. It's going to be powerful tonight. I want to let all you guys know in the chat kind of a little bit of how we met. I'll kind of take them through the journey from my perspective of how we met. The way we actually met was I was at Top Golf with Landon Schott. Some of you guys might know him. And we're Top Golfing. I think it was like one of the first times me and him hung out. We were in Arizona actually at the time doing a conference for Eddie James, I believe. And Landon said, um, hey, a guy named David Schluter, or a pastor named David Schluter's texting me wanting to know if you'd be interested at speaking at their um, youth conference. And I don't do a ton of youth events. I, I think some of you might know him a little bit. You know, I'm not a huge youth speaker, but I said, how's the church? He said, bro, they're on fire. They're an amazing church. You're going to love them. He said, so what, what do you think? I said, tell them yes. If they're friends of you, they're friends of mine. So I think Pastor David had reached out to us uh, maybe a week or two after. And so I came just to do a youth conference, not knowing that that youth conference was going to spark a revival that has been going now for five years. And guys, I want to tell everybody in the chat from me to Pastor Paul, Pastor Kim, no one's asking me to say this. I'm telling you guys, I am so honored and blessed to be a part. I want to say this to Pastor Paul and Pastor Kim. I'm so honored to be a part of what God is doing at Fresh Start. I believe in you guys more than anybody. Okay. So all those speakers come in, they say, oh, we No, I believe in you guys more than any of the other speakers. Um, I love you guys so much. I, 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 guys, I got to say this. Pastor Kim, I know I've said is one of the, but I'm convinced right now because I watch her preach all the time. I'm convinced she is the most anointed, most fiery female preacher in America. I'm convinced 100%. No one could talk me out of this. Pastor Kim, God has anointed you in such a strong way. You are a female voice for revival. I know that we're living in an hour where there's not many female voices of revival. That's just the, that's just the reality right. of the hour that we're living in. And God has definitely anointed you, Pastor Kim, to be a prophet, to be a voice. I know there's the chat's going crazy right now. Everyone's saying, yes, yes, yes. That's the truth. Um, so I just want to say you guys are amazing. You guys have been spiritual parents to me, Alyssa, my family. You guys have always, you know, what do you need, Isaiah? What can we do for you? You guys have brought us in, took care of us, you know, guys i've driven my family several times and i got three little kids under five and i've driven them all the way to arizona on several occasions because this is how much i believe in the revival happening at fresh start so guys i'm so excited um pastors to have you here i'm honored to have you here i'm excited for what god is saying what i would love to do is maybe you guys can intro however you see fit but i would love you guys kind of just to talk about the journey i know we have another clip we'll play here in a little bit but i would just love you guys to share the journey of kind of like the night the revival started and maybe through the last five years of what god has been doing right absolutely but i'm gonna let uh pastor kim take us or begin uh us on that journey but i have to say this too isaiah when david came to me and said i would like to have this guy named i uh isaiah saldivar to come and do our our youth and young adult conference i said i don't know who isaiah saldivar (laughs) is i had no idea i had never heard heard of you or anything and uh, he said well i really believe we need to have this guy come in and he said, go on to YouTube and listen to him. So I went on YouTube, listened to some of your message, and wow, I was mm. so touched by the power of God and, and, and the prophetic edge that you carry. And, uh, you know, we we appreciate you as much as you, you know, talk about us. We talk about you. And you've been such an integral part 
of what God has been doing here over the four, you know, four and a half years, five years. And uh, you've been a champion of revival with us. And we thank you for carrying that banner and fighting and believing with us Amen. because we are in an amazing move of God, mm. which we are totally grateful for. We thank Amen. God for. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You know, uh, we appreciate your voice, Isaiah, and uh, you have been instrumental in uh, uh, launching and also sustaining, helping us sustain, as yes. well as many other voices that have come in. But um, uh, the well diggers that we have here at Fresh Start, uh, the spiritual well diggers, mm. uh, uh, the people that surround us week after week after week that have helped sustain this. But, you know, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about how uh, where we got started and yes. how we took the turn into revival. And um, we kind of made it into a timeline now because we've told this story several mm. times. But um, I really hope we really hope that this blesses some pastors mm. out there. Uh, if you're in, if you're in a rough season right now, Come uh, coming, coming or in the middle of one, or maybe, uh, just feels like it's never ending. I, I think that's the starting point for us. Now, mm. uh, we've been here at, this, at, at the local church for 23 years, but, um, our turn into revival happened. We came here in 1997, but our turn in revival really happened in 2012. And it was at the end of 2012, uh, that we were kind of at a breaking point. Yeah. I mean, Wow. We had faced so many uh, things that really uh, it's not necessary to go into, but I mean, it was just one challenge after another, after another, as senior pastors here, at least as, as uh, lead pastors. And we had seen the church grow uh, in numerically and grow in other ways. And then we would get hit with this uh, spiritual attack and we yeah. got hit with mm. a physical attack we got hit emotionally. We got hit uh, from all sides, it seemed like. And Literally at, at the end in December of 2012, we had we'd hit a really low point and we we're right. very frustrated. Uh, we were very um, angry uh, in a lot of different ways and uh, angry at the devil, angry at people, mm. uh, angry at each other sometimes. Mm. And it was just a, a constant battle, uh, angry at principalities and powers of darkness. And um, we came into a staff meeting at the end of 2012 and uh, we just uh, in this very room, actually, yep. and we just began to vent if you will, uh, to our staff that was with us at that time. And we just began to say, you know, talk about this and talk about that. And we're frustrated with this and frustrated with that. And long story short, our staff members with us at that time begin to speak up and they literally begin to prophesy to us. And they Come begin on. to say, Pastor Kim, we see this, we feel this, uh, we sense this, we know this, God has got more, mm. God has got... What I like to tell people is that when you're in the middle of pain, it's always important to have somebody that can see past your yes, pain wow. to your purpose. Wow. Because if they can see past your pain to your purpose, then they can get you through that barrier. The Lord can use someone to speak a uh, hope and promise into your life to get you past that pain into your purpose. Because at that moment, I mean, we were mantled for revival. We were mantled for uh, uh, awakening. We were mantled to move uh, in, in the power of God. But yes. at that moment, we had been hit so hard. I mean, my husband had a serious motorcycle accident uh, in 2005. And there's so many other things uh, that that just were, were bombarding us uh, year after year after year. But what it is, we have to realize, and we like to tell people at this point in our story into revival, is that you have to see past your present pain wow. into where God is taking you because your pain is not about the present, the moment. It's about where God is wow. wanting to take That's you. Right. 
So if you can see past your pain and understand that it's not just about that moment, but it's about what God is wanting to launch you into, then you'll be able to cross thresholds. Then you'll be able to catapult into the more that God has. But it really, it took some voices, some people that really cared about us in that moment to speak into our life and begin to say, you know what, Pastor Paul, Pastor Kim, we see greater. Mm. We know things are rough right now. Things are frustrating right now, but we see greater and we know that God is wanting to do this. And they begin to speak into us personally. We know God has had, they didn't use the word mantled at that moment, but they, we, they said, we, we know God has this in you. We see God has, has more in you. And they begin to talk about revival and a a move of God. And so that was at the end of 2012. That was literally December. And I do want to stop and say this, because at this point, God was beginning to move Isaiah Mm. in the heart of our young adults at yeah. Fresh Start, that a, a, a move of God was already stirring at this moment uh, in our youth and our young adults um, through uh, Pastor Sean and Alicia Callahan, through Pastor David and Jessica Schluter. God was already moving in our youth and our young adults. I think it's very significant to mention that at this point, God was already moving in them, but there was just all of this warfare that was happening. We know because the devil knew where we were wow, headed. I right. know he doesn't know Thing, but right. I knew he saw the potential mm. of what we were headed into as a church and the magnitude of what God had uh, for us. And so we we really got um, just encouraged by that one meeting That's and right. we begin to press in and our church begin to press in that next year in 2013. Let, let, me, let me say something here. I just feel like I need to say this mm. for the pastors that are out there that you're at your lowest point. Right. That's I wanted where to we give were. from way back, we but were my at our lowest been point getting, was getting messed been with twice in a row. In 15 Blessings, years. I need a fresh encounter and with the Lord. When you get to your lowest I'm point, pressing in. that God can send revival. Mm. It's when you get to the place where you have nothing left, and you've tried everything, and there's nothing More. less that satisfies, that fills the call in your life. More. And and when you get to that place, I'm telling you, some of y'all are at that lowest oh. place right now. I can sense it. Yeah. You're at that lowest place and you're ready to throw in the towel. We were planning our exit wow. strategy. How can we get out of without hurting this and hurting that? And, and how can we do this? We weren't giving up on God. We weren't giving up on ministry. We just felt like, you know what? We're done here. We're tired of all this here. Mm-hmm. Not knowing what God had in store for us. Right. And so I just want to speak to those right now. You're at your lowest point. I want you to know God's about ready to do something. Wow. The, the greatest desire that burns in your heart that's been covered up with all the pain that, that Kim was just talking about and all the struggle that she was talking about. I just want to say, don't give up. Mm. Don't give up. Press through tonight. Amen. Press through because you're you're closer than you realize. Wow. Amen. And you know what, Isaiah, along with personal struggles and the demonic warfare that we had faced for so many years um, leading up to the breakthrough and the turn into revival, there was also um, with my husband and I, there was a great frustration with what the Pentecostal slash charismatic church had become and was becoming. And it, 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 we were, we were very um, frustrated at, at the, at the, the fire being taken out Mm. of, of Pentecost. And uh, it was just more of the same of that, that just kept uh, layer upon layer upon layer. And so after this initial meeting that I just referenced there, and there's much more that we could say, but the, the Lord was just setting us up to really make us desperate, Isaiah, yes. and to make us hungry for 
before. We wanted more than just status quo. Mm. We wanted more than what we were seeing in the in the church growth programs and all of this kind of stuff. We wanted more than that. And uh, it's like my husband just said, we had to get at that lowest point there where God could really work in our hearts. And so we turned into 2013 and that became our year of pursuit. Yes. Uh, we just, we launched a, really like a campaign. This is our year of pursuit. And we began to just preach and teach and to pursuing God with all of our heart in intimacy, in repentance, in worship, and just hunger. Holiness. Yes. Holiness, consecration. Yes. I mean, it was an entire year of that. And we know that we know that we know that that was a catalyst that was really Absolutely. preparing the hearts and the atmosphere and really just building that shell and that strong foundation uh, to, to make us right to move into revival. And then from that year, I don't know if you want to share anything on the year of pursuit or not, but from well, the but the year of pursuit, what was, it, it was amazing. It was really a sovereign thing that God spoke to us. Cause as soon as we released it over our, over the church and over the people of God, I mean, they just went after it hard. Mm. They were ready to turn toward pursuit. And I'm telling you, I believe that's in the air right now. Amen. I believe people aren't going to be satisfied with status quo. They're not satisfied with going back to church and just doing church. Come on. Everything we've been through these last few weeks. Right. And 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 I, I believe the people of God, there's a hunger. Yes. And they're ready to go. Yes. And it's it's up to us, pastors, to create on, the pastor. atmosphere. Amen. It's up to us to provoke them Amen. to pursue. Amen. To, that's what the year pursuit through our messages and that's our teachings. It. That's it. it was a provoking of the people. Challenge. Uh, and almost we irritated them to the point either you're going to go in or you're not going to you're, you're not going to go in. Right. You just have to go after it. And when, that's where we were personally. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important as we as we try to speak to pastors, you know, that irritation. God's trying to provoke you, pastor. Right. He's trying to provoke Come you on. into a greater pursuit Come yourself. On. Yeah. Greater pursuit. We, we, we never stop pursuing God. Right. Even after four and a half years, our pursuit is greater than ever. Right. It never gets old. Right. It just keeps drawing you and drawing you. So, yeah, that was that was huge. Yeah. Uh, moving toward revival right. was getting a heart of pursuit in the lives of the people. And, you know, during that year, Isaiah, we we took a group of about 70 of our leaders in our yeah. church at that time. And um we took them up into like a, a, a leadership encounter and uh, among other things that we imparted to them, this was a real shifting point mm. uh, for uh, into a culture of revival. Right, right. And that's kind of very important to our story because our story is sustained revival. We've right. had outpouring when you were here initially, it was outpouring and we've had outpourings, but our, our, we feel our mandate and our mission is sustained revival. And a key element to that, was that we decided that we were going to fight and we still are for what we were mantled to be. Yes. And wow. that would be the hope, a habitation to host the presence of God on a continual basis. And, and, and we, we went up on uh, that retreat, if you will, or that encounter a place with this 70 some leaders. And out of that came a prophetic phrase that we still talk about even today. And it was what I just said, this day mm. we fight mantle to be. Yes. We're going to fight for revival. The whole the whole context of that leadership encounter was about revival, about outpouring, about hosting. It wasn't about church growth. Come on. It wasn't Come about on. Uh, because Ooh. that comes as you begin to press into uh, uh, the presence of God and hosting him. And um, so we, 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 we made that declaration. It was a prophetic declaration. It wasn't in our notes. It came out of just a flow mm -hmm. of that, of that time we had together up there with those leaders. And we, we still say it today, this day we fight That's for right. what we're mantled to be. 
and it is a fight. It's a continual fight, but it is a, it, it was almost like the gauntlet, I guess you say, we laid down, we laid down our, our uh, resolve yes. that we are going to fight for revival. We're going to press for revival. And that was a key, key element into sustaining a culture of mm. revival. And we can talk about that if you want. Right. I'm going to speed the timeline up right. here a little bit so you can get to maybe some other uh, specific areas, but all of these things that we're talking about now in these different years that we walk through leading up to where we are now, they contained Isaiah, the elements of pursuit, which mm. included spiritual hunger and desire and consecration and repentance. And it all has come to create this culture of sustained revival. But right. a very important thing was that when we transitioned out of 2013, uh, our year of pursuit into 2014, it became a year of prayer. It became, we call our year of prayer. And yes. that was the year that we we instituted or we we implemented our gap, what some may or may not know about now, but it's our Wednesday night prophetic uh, worship and gap intercession. Yeah. It's all we do. And we've been doing that ever since. We'll do it again uh, tomorrow night. And literally there's so much we could say on that, but uh, it it is the 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 engine that drives everything. Mm, yes. It is the motor that drives everything. It, it it is it is made Fresh Start Church not only to just having a prayer meeting, but to becoming a house of prayer. Come on, right. And uh, there's so much more that goes into that. But at the same time, we made a quality uh, yes. decision, an intentional decision. Right that we were going to move one meeting, have one meeting a week that would be for prayer and for worship only. Yeah. And I think this is important because we've always had some level of prayer, you know, a Tuesday night prayer meeting or a Wednesday night prayer meeting before midweek service, things like that. We've always had some kind of prayer and it would, it would ebb and flow, but it never really took off and never took on the authority and power. Mm. Like you want a prayer meeting. But when we made it, when we made this move, it was different right. because it, it, it spoke something to our people that prayer is a priority in our church. We Amen. shifted our whole Wednesday night program. Right. We moved, we moved youth, we right. moved kids, we moved Wednesday night Bible study. The everybody, structure. the whole Amen. structure shifted on Wednesday nights. And now everybody's coming into the sanctuary from the smallest child to the oldest senior citizen. They they all come to, we all come together. Now we started with, with, with 75 or so, and now there's hundreds that come. Right. Hundreds that come every Wednesday night, and it is it is a power generator. Come on, it, it the glory of God is there. There's there's intercession. There's warfare. There's authority. Yeah. There's legislation going on yeah. in the spirit. I mean, it is a powerful, powerful yeah. time, yeah. and it just it's just growing greater and greater and greater. Yeah. And I, I I believe that's one of the things we we miss. Not it takes prayer to get to revival, but it also takes yes. prayer to sustain yes. revival. Yes. So it can't be just a jump starter. It has to be the commitment of a lifestyle. Yeah. And and this is what she's talking about, a house of prayer. When you become a house of prayer, it, it's part of the very fiber of the being of the mm. church. It's not another meeting. It Come is on, the meeting. Yeah. It is yeah. the meeting. Yeah. And so when we made that move, we 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 struggled with it. Because it was a big move. Yeah. But when we made it, the grace of God was yeah. on it. Yeah. And it has just taken off. Yeah. And it, it is it is a powerful, powerful time. And we all know prayer, prayer is a part of revival, but it, we, we hear so much, we just say, Oh yeah, we'll just pray and have revival. Mm -hmm. But it's it takes your life. Consume you. It takes your consume life. You. I can just encourage the pastors and the leaders and even even the church attenders that are watching tonight, and you're hungry for more and you're hungry for a move of God and you're hungry yes. for an outpouring. It begins in the place of prayer yes. and it's sustained. The prayer yes 
And I just want to say, pastors, don't be afraid to prioritize it. Like my husband That's was right. just saying, don't be afraid to prioritize it in your church. Uh, don't be intimidated by, mm. you know, people may, may or may not want to come, whatever, but let God do a work in your heart. Let God do a, a, a deep work in your heart yes. in the area of prayer and, 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 and really begin to prioritize it because that is so much what is going to fuel uh, uh, and, and, and spark revival and then sustain revival. So prioritize prayer. And it, it is literally our lifeline. We tell our people uh, here at Fresh Start right. that Wednesday night is the most important meeting of the week. Mm. Gap is the most important meeting of the week. Mm-hmm. And because it's, it's, it's really what continues to push the culture. And, you know, Isaiah, we have people ask us, how, how do you get the sound? We're, we're, had have had several pastors right. uh, over over the years ask us how did you get this sound how do you, how do you get your people to respond wow. like this I always take them back to prayer right. always teach them to pray teach them to pursue God teach them to hunger after God because this is going to expand the spiritual capacity you in your people and that. A key phrase right there, right. expanding the spiritual capacity, not only in us as leaders, but in our people as well, because they will only be able to respond to the level of their spiritual capacity wow. there. And this is where the this is where the 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 value of prayer comes in and being a house of prayer and teaching your people building a spiritual house, huh? That's right. Building a spiritual house. But we can go back to more on prayer if you want, but Real quickly now into 2015, uh, because this became Isaiah year of the threshold. Mm. And this is um, where year that revival broke out yeah, yeah. at Fresh Start. And uh, I'll let my husband share the story about the threshold that happened there in 2015. Well, the reason we call it the year of the threshold is in May of that year. Uh, it was Pentecost Sunday. Actually, we had uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick come, who is obviously the pastor of the Great Brownsville Revival and who is a general of revival. We had never personally met, had a mutual friend. But so we, we made an invitation out to Pastor John. He came. I had never met him, never talked to him, never seen him in person. Just read his books and heard so much about what God had done there in Brownsville. And so he came in and I met him that Sunday morning, maybe 10 minutes before it was time to go out for service. And he's such a gentleman and such a gracious man. He just simply said, what can I do for you today? And I said, well, it's Pentecost Sunday. I said, we're, we're in pursuit of revival. Can you just come and tell revival stories? Mm. And he said, I can absolutely do that. And he can do it like nobody can do it. Yeah. And he and he preached a great message and interwove those great stories that he has of, of the Brownsville revival. And and uh, and so we went to lunch following the service because he was going to be with us even that night. So we went to lunch and almost, man, as soon as I sat down, he just looked right at me. And he says, he says, he says, you know, your church is in the threshold of revival. And man, that was meant so much to us, you know, coming from a general like Pastor John Kilpatrick, we not, you know, we hung on to that. We, we grabbed that and we, and we actually begin to teach messages on the threshold, the threshold and the different concepts of the threshold in the Bible, both of us together just begin to teach that and preach that. So that was in May, May of of 2015. Well, the the youth conference, youth and young adult conference that you came to was in August of 2015. And so, so I I don't know if we want to pray, uh, play that clip right now, but there's a clip that we have because you said something very prophetic. Yeah. We're going to play that that clip of that night. Here we go. Awesome. Oh God, we need your oil. God, we're desperate. God, here I am.
we are we are going to uh, step out on faith right now, Pastor and I and Pastor David and Jessica, and and we're going to step out on faith because this is the reason why. So one thing that we understand is that you must feed revival. You must feed the hunger. Yes. You must feed what we have here. You must, you must guard it. You must protect it. You must sustain it. You must somehow feed that. I was just talking to Isaiah. So that was the night the move of God broke out at Fresh Start Church. And I remember Pastor Paul, as I was praying, and I know you're going to talk a bit about this, but I felt the Lord saying that this church, and I knew nothing about um, Pastor Kilpatrick's word, but I heard the Lord say, this church has just crossed the threshold of revival. And there was an intensity right. like I've never seen before. There was a hunger. Guys, I want you to realize we can't make revival happen. We can't make revival start. I know pastors that would line up to give a kidney to have a move of God or to have revival. Revival is something organic that God births in the spirit when God says, I'm getting ready to come represent my kingdom right. in a city and in a people. And that night, not knowing this, but we knew there was a supernatural hunger. I don't know. We went maybe 10, 30, 11, midnight. I don't remember how late it was. Was, but I remember me and you looked over at each other and you just said, what do we do? And I said, I don't know, because I never saw God break out a revival in a church like this, in a youth meeting, in a youth conference that we weren't, we weren't trying to make it happen. We weren't expecting, but there was just a desperation from the front of the room to the back of the room yeah. of people crying out, of people desperate, of people on their faces, on their knees. And so we knew something had shifted in the supernatural realm. We knew something had begun, not to the, we didn't know to the level now, looking back almost five years of all that God would do and is doing now, it would change the entire landscape of your church and, and the city. But in that night, I remember saying that, and then I believe you came to me and you can go on from there, but I believe you came to me and started telling me how the word you guys had gotten from um, Pastor Kilpatrick, which if you guys don't know, Pastor Kilpatrick was leading the Brownsville revival, which many would say was the greatest revival in U.S. history that started on Father's Day. This was an incredible revival. And so here you have this general who led one of the greatest revivals in U.S. history is now telling you you're about to cross the threshold. Now, if John Kilpatrick tells you you're about to enter into revival, you guys better believe he has authority and you know validity to talk about this. And then I come thinking it's just going to be a youth meeting not knowing that God had plans to birth something. I think a lot of people in the chat, you don't realize that God has a plan. Even in the midst of this right now, I want to talk to some of you pastors. God has a plan. What God did here, Bible says if God does it for one, he'll do for another. And I believe the same thing that happened at Fresh Start. This is why I keep telling pastors all the time, get down here, get down here, because I believe God wants to do what he's doing here at every church in America. I believe we're getting ready as we come back. This is prophetic that you guys are here tonight, because I believe as we open up our churches once again throughout the United States, we are going to see moves of God break out a hunger. I believe the first Sunday back, some of you pastors are going to say, Isaiah, we don't know what to do. The people will not leave. They're crying out. People that never got on their face are getting on their face. You know, Pastor Paul and Kim, I started challenging people that when they went back after the lockdown, I started telling senior pastors to begin to get on their faces, to begin to get on their knees in front of their congregation. There's a lot of pastors right now in the chat that you've never got on your knees before your congregation. You've never cried out before your congregation. I feel the Holy Ghost now, but I really feel Phil, we're in a season of crossing thresholds. Some of you pastors that are afraid, this is your time. This is your season. Stop waiting around. Don't worry about what all the other pastors in the city are going to say about you. Are they going to talk about you? Yes. Are they going to make fun of you? Yes. But you have to have your eyes on the prize and say, God, I know what you did and what you're doing at Fresh Start Church. Let it happen in my city. Let it happen at my church. I came back yeah. from Fresh Start the first time. And if you're in the awakening team and you're in my church, you know this, you're in the chat. I started saying, you know what, guys? 
I'm not going to let this church in Arizona be more hungry than us. I'm not going to let this church in Arizona be more. I said, y'all better get crazier than we are now. They said, what do you mean? I said, there's a revival happening in Arizona and I refuse to live in what God did yesterday. I want to live in it fresh now. And so I hope pastors, I'm getting stirred up listening to you guys talk and I'm, I'm going to let you guys go on with that night. But I'm telling you, I just feel tonight there's something supernatural happening. Those that are listening on the replay, this is your moment. This is your season for revival. You might be like they said, tired and weary and broke down and beat down. Pastor Paul, even as I'm hearing you sharing, I think about Pastor Steve Gray, when their revival broke out, he went to Brownsville and he was getting ready to come back from Brownsville and let everybody know he was done with the ministry. I mean, he was tired. He was weary. He was ready to give up. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you had the pastor of Brownsville come to your church. He went to Brownsville and you guys were both on the verge of giving up. And now they're leading a great revival in America and you guys are leading great revivals. God is doing something. This is not by chance, by coincidence. It's not by chance that you're in here tonight. It's not by chance that you're listening. Some of you just stumbled in here and you go, what are they even talking about? Guys, there is a move of the Holy Spirit happening. Don't miss this. Don't miss what God is saying. Don't miss what God is doing. And you know, I just want to say one more thing and I'm going to pass it back to you, Pastor Paul and Kim. I heard the Lord saying this as you guys were talking. There's there's literally, I think we have over 2,000 comments already right now. There's 450 people watching. There are some of you, and I'm going to say this, and it's my stream. I could say whatever I want. There are some of you that are, God is going to call you tonight to pack up your stuff and to move and be a part of this revival. I'm telling you guys, we got to get back to the days of people saying, I'm willing and ready to sell everything to be a part of a move of God. I heard some people in the chat saying, why is there no churches like this in my area? I need this in my area. This might be a season. This might be prophetic. And this might be God saying, listen, you're in a dead area in a dead church. God is saying it's time to move into a place with life, a place with passion. So if you can do that, if you have the ability to pack up, if you have the ability to move and to transfer your job or to get a new job, I've been talking to people all throughout the last Last month that are saying I'm ready to move move and pack up everything to go be a part of revival guys I'm telling you if that's the radical obedience it's going to take there's nothing worth losing your passion losing your fire and your kids not being in a fiery church this is worth moving and letting your kids be in the fire I've told them a thousand times listen if I didn't have a revival in California 100% I would be living at in Arizona going to Fresh Start Church with my family just seeing their children's program and their kids having revival which we could do a whole nother podcast on the kids in revival that are in revival right. I'm like, Lord, this is worth packing up everything. I've had people recently telling me, well, I'm an hour and a half from Fresh Start. It is it is worth driving an hour and a half every week. It is worth driving an hour and a half five times a week. It is worth, you have to get to a place where you say, what is it gonna cost me to get where God is moving? Bill Johnson said something I'll never forget. He said, find where God is moving and do whatever it takes to get there. So I just wanted to share that because I really felt the Lord telling me and he kept telling me over and over while you guys were talking, there are some people in the chat right now that God is going to call you tonight to move well this is radical well go read your bible the gospel is radical there's some of you that need to pack up your bags and you need to move to arizona and be a part of what god is doing sorry pastor paul i just had to interject that there but but go for it that night that night well thank you so much well you know that night obviously was an amazing it was an amazing night it was a culmination of an amazing weekend and uh i went over to my wife and she said i think we should go another week and I said, absolutely. I feel that. And so I said, I'll, I'll go, you know, just see what Isaiah's got. And you happen to have the, the next Sunday available. And uh, that's what you saw in the clip right there. when we were talking about that. But uh, but it, you know what? The, the, the youth and young adult and our children, uh, they have been the catalyst for this. Mm. I, I really believe that in, in, in four and a half years, not, they have not lost their passion on any level. Right. 
And so for the pastors out there that are buying into this thing wow. that the next generation doesn't want to move a God, yeah. doesn't want to experience God, right. I believe that is a lie right. from hell. Right. I believe we have the most passionate young adults. Right. We have the most passionate uh, uh, students. We have the most passionate children. And they they pray. Yeah. They, they they can outpray me, some Come of us. I mean, they, they have an anointing on them, an intercession on them, an wow. insight on them. And I'm telling you, we're not. It, 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 we need to. We need to crush that lie right now. Yeah. And say, so you want you want to get youth and young adult in your church? Have a move of God. Amen. Have a move of God, because that's what they're hungry for. Amen. They're hungry for, and, and, and not just to watch it, but to be involved in it. And um, and so, so anyway, so yeah, everything kind of launched that that weekend with you, and and uh, and so then we've been going. We went Sunday nights because we weren't doing Sunday nights. So you know, everything we had on Wednesday night, we shifted to Sunday night. Mm. Back when we did the prayer thing, and now now we're shifting everything from Sunday night, and so God just kept leading us along the way. You have to be willing mm. to, to shift the structure. Yeah, you have to be willing yeah. to build your structure around a move of God and, yeah. and quit trying to build something and ask God to come get in it. And that was a wow. key thing that we learned in this pastors is that um, we 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 say it often when we talk to pastors and and uh, those who are hungry for sustained move of God is build your structure around the move of That's God. Right. Don't be afraid to build the structure around the move of God. But Isaiah, I want to say this real quick before we move out of that one moment that where you were talking a moment ago and my husband was just talking there. So I want to encourage pastors and leaders right now and even believers that you're praying for a move of God in your church. Don't underestimate because we were there. I want to say we were there. And don't underestimate the power of your prayers and your mm, cries and your hunger right now. There was a season that we were in in that 2012 and ish area there where it didn't feel like our our prayers were, were going past the ceiling. Right. It didn't feel like our prayers were making it out of the room. We felt we felt defeated. We felt uh, uh, even oppressed sometimes just, uh, um, you know, uh, just a bombardment against our mind from the enemy and all of the all of the competitiveness that right, that right. comes at us as pastors to to have this ch- uh, number of a church and this this and that and the other. And I just want to encourage you right now for pastors and leaders and for believers who are praying for the move of God, understand that God is hearing your prayers right now. And Isaiah, mm. he's bringing them, he's bringing them to a threshold. Wow. And right. I want to get back to the threshold and connect the two there because that night in the altar, the last thing that you said in that last meeting of that conference that launched revival here for almost five years now at Fresh Start, Sustained Revival, you said this church has just walked through the threshold. Mm-hmm. And you, you mentioned that a moment ago, but I want to emphasize that mm-hmm. because it was obviously a prophetic moment for right, us. Right. But it has it has it has been that the entire time. Pastors right. and church attenders, it has been one threshold after another threshold after another threshold. You say, what is a threshold? A threshold is an entering into. Wow. A threshold is a crossing over. A threshold is a pivot point. It is a point where you are in you are in between mm-hmm. the old and the new. You're in between what was and what is to come. And when Pastor John spoke to my husband and I, he said, your church is in the threshold. We were at the point, pastors, and and, and hungry believers yeah. of being in the move of God, not yet in the move of God, but uh, uh, needing to make a decision at the threshold See? if we were going to cross yes. over into that. Yes. And this is what um, I think has just been such a crucial um, truth for us in sustained revival is learning to uh, perceive and see 
threshold moments, wow. uh, threshold moments. So if you leave this, this, this uh, video thing we're doing here tonight and remember this, remember this one thing, I've got to learn to recognize threshold moments because I believe, and we have come to know that many times pastors get to, and leaders get to crucial and critical threshold moments in revival, but because of demonic warfare, yep. because of peer pressure, because of uh, 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 being tied to wanting to have a mega church and nothing else but wow. that, being tied to all kinds of other, uh, 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 you know, things and stigma that has been with revival, we fail, and many other things, we fail to cross over these crucial thresholds, Isaiah, that take us from what is wow. into what God wants us to cross over into. And I just want to encourage you, pastors, two things is, is this, is that, your prayers, God is hearing your cry in your prayer mm. for more. God never, ever is deafened to oh. a cry for more. And if there's one thing that the Lord has grown us to here at Fresh Start is that there is more and we will not settle because oh. there's always more of God's glory. There's always more capacity spiritually, pastors, that he has for you and for your people. Wow. And so we've got to recognize he hears your cries. He hears you in this desperate, maybe low moment, or maybe you're not even maybe what you think a low moment, but let me just say this. It may be a status quo moment. Wow. Right, it right. may be a status Over quo there. moment wow. where it is not an outpouring. It is not the tangible touch. It is not God moving in the altars. In other words, you still have your hands on. You still have control of that. But God is saying, if you take your hands off, if you recognize yeah. this threshold moment that I have you and you let me lead you through, no matter what a person says, no matter what a denomination says, no matter what uh, statistics say or they don't say, just let me move in the hearts and the lives of your people. You'll cross through that threshold and it will take you into an element of God's presence and God's glory that you've been praying for. Yeah. And I, I really hope that that helps somebody because these threshold moments, Isaiah, and, and actually even in this last uh, two months here at Fresh Start, it's been another threshold moment mm. for us. I mean, it's not stopped the entire yeah. almost five years. Another threshold moment where God confronts us as as leaders and as people and he says are you willing are you willing to go uh greater are you willing to go forward more are you willing to ask for more and it's that crossing over that leads us into the more pastor right. pastor kim i love that because i think a lot of pastors are content with spending years being in the same place i think a lot of us are in the wilderness but we're preaching that we're in the promised land but really if we look back on the last 10 years of our ministry on our church one of the main reasons i think you guys were in this place when the revival started that pastors get burned out is because they never moved to new places in God. You know, Paul says we're running a race and I think a lot of pastors, leaders, and Christians are on a treadmill and they see, you know, the treadmill shows you've gone two miles, the treadmill, you'll sweat, you're running, you're active, but you're not going anywhere. And there's a lot of pastors living on treadmills and God is saying, I want to take you to a new place. The excitement is when we go to the next level. I've had, you know, I've stayed up with you guys till sometimes midnight, 1 a.m. having dinner. We've been taught, we've talked about miracles. We've talked about deliverance. We've talked about moving uh -huh. in the altars. We've talked about how we're not afraid of the power of God. I've sat with you guys at dinner and you guys have said, we don't care what it costs us. A lot of pastors yeah. are afraid of the power of God. We get hundreds of messages every week of people saying, my pastor is afraid of letting us pray for people at the altar. My pastor is afraid of talking
talking about the demonic realm. My pastor is afraid right. to preach on hell. He's afraid to preach on right. holiness. He's afraid people are going to leave. But I want to tell somebody right. this. On the contrary, you guys did not shrink when the revival broke out. But I'd love you guys to share on this because they actually blew out the back wall of their building because they didn't have room to put people. Pastors, leaders, listen to me. The people in Am the people of America, they want revival. They want miracles. They want signs and wonders. Your people are not afraid. You might be afraid of revival, but your people are longing. They are desperate for you to lay hands. They are desperate for God to be the number one once again in the church. I believe the times of having three-hour services where God isn't showing up, I think it's time now that we need to make room for his presence in our churches. We need to make room for his power. I mean, you think about Jesus yeah. being born, and the Bible says there was no room for him to be born inside the inn, so he had to be born outside the inn, the inn representing religion, the inn representing the American church. And I don't want God. I Listen, I know a lot of people are prophesying. I've prophesied this. There's a move of God happening outside the church. I don't want the move of God to happen outside the church. I want to be a part. I don't want God to have to go to the atheists. I don't want God to have to raise up the prostitutes. I want God to raise us up in his house. But the, the reality is yeah. if we don't say yes, pastors, listen, lead, people, listen, if we don't say yes to God's call and God's anointing and saying, God, we're going to make room for you in our church. We are going to make room for you. I think one thing that has marked Fresh Start Church is that you guys have not been afraid to make room for God. You have not been afraid to let God move at the altars. It's not people. Some people may leave, but those people were not with you in the first place because what I've seen in revival, you know, we've been in revival. What I see is God, people will leave that want status quo, as you said, average, normal church. But then what happens is God will bring you those that are hungry. God will bring you those off the streets that are vibrant, that are passionate. And so for you guys, I'd love for you to touch on that. I think a lot of pastors are afraid of God to move. What if God moves? What if people leave? What if the tithing's not there? But I think you have to get to a place where you say, I want God to move more than I want people to tithe. I want God to move more than I want a full building. I posted a video of you, Pastor Kim, that went viral. I think it got you know close to 100,000 views on my Facebook of you panning the camera. And if you guys haven't seen this video, when this is over, you need to go watch this. But she panned the camera and she showed a packed out building of people that were crying out to God. And she said, Pastor, stop being afraid to preach the word of God. Stop preaching this partial, this watered down, different Jesus gospel, because I believe, and you guys have seen this more than even me, that people want the radical fear of the Lord. When I go into your guys' church, people are on their face. People are crying out. The whole building, there's vibrancy, there's passion, there's expectation, and you guys don't hold back. You guys aren't up there trying to preach on your best life now. You guys are telling people, you have to lay everything down to be a disciple. You have to lay everything down to be in revival. And so I'd love for you guys to talk about the cost and just you know really the price of it yeah well, you know what isaiah one of the things that i've learned over over these years in revival and that is crowds can be seductive mm. and if you're not careful as a pastor everything you do is about the crowd right how to get the crowd right. how to keep the crowd right is my crowd as big as everybody else's crowd right. it's all about the crowd yeah. and look i'm a pastor I want a crowd. Every pastor wants a crowd. Sure. I get that. I totally understand it. But you got to want the cloud yeah. more than you want the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And so when we when, when we are, are seduced by, by crowd, that was one of the things we had to get delivered from. Wow. To to see revival, we had to get we had to be delivered from wanting to be a megachurch. Right. We had to be delivered wow. from wanting to be a big church. We had to put that aside mm -hmm. and said, you know what? We're just going to go after God. That's right. We're just going to go after revival. That's right. We got a revival resolve. Right. If people go with us, they go with us. If they don't go with us, I ha we had to do that because revival is in our DNA. Right. Right. 
And if, for doing, that's why we were so frustrated. We were trying to do everything but that. Right. Don't buy the lie. Right. Come on. Don't buy the lie. Right. Don't buy the lie. I'm telling you, if you get a pure move right. of God, right. a genuine presence of God, you, you're. I, I'm not going to promise you church growth, but I'm promising you're going to have a place of life. Wow. You're going to have a place that's going to bring those people you were talking about that they're saying are going to bring revival. God will bring them into your house and they'll bring awakening to the city. They'll yeah. bring awakening to the nation. Yes, yes. God is bringing people like that to us. Our greatest reward is it is it our greatest reward is what we call the product of revival, yeah. which is the term that one of the, the young ladies that have come into our church during revival. God totally transformed her life, brought her out of lesbianism, drugs, and just a just a dark life. Totally revolutionized. She said, I'm a product of revival. We grabbed hold of that and we believe that. That is our greatest reward. The fruit of, of, of true revival is going to be transformed lives. And I got to say this, I really believe God wants to release revival in the local church Come on. through Come the on, local church. Want, that's why we need pastors to get a heart for revival because you can have a healthy, strong, vibrant church that ministers to families, marriages, right. kids, youth, young adults, and right. all of that and still be in a move of God. Amen. Wow. It doesn't have to be either or. It can be both. Right. It can be both. And we believe that's part of our mandate is to Amen. be able to do that and to have this sustained move of God right. and presence of God. Right. Uh, it is. It has been the absolutely most wonderful four and a half years of ministry. And Isaiah, you know, you mentioned the, the price and the sacrifice. And I just want to touch on that real quick. And what my husband said was so powerful because this is the results of, of these years of pressing in yes. and making, having a resolve that no matter what we face, no matter what, uh, uh, you know, comes against us or, uh, what is said even about us, uh, if you will, uh, I, we are, have a resolve that we're going to press, we're going to push, yes. we're going to sacrifice whatever we have to do. There is a heightened level of spiritual warfare. Yes. Um, uh, that's a whole other subject in itself, Absolutely. but there's a heightened level of spiritual warfare. Uh, there's, there's a constant, I mean, it's just, a constant pastors. There's a, a constant push and a constant press. But let me tell you this, you cannot fake revival. Wow. Yeah. You cannot manufacture revival. You can't just hype your songs up. You can't yeah. just have longer services. Mm. You can't just uh, preach at higher decibels or maybe a certain style or whatever. It has to be dug out. It has to be dug yes. out. And if there's one thing fresh start people know around here is we're always digging wells. Mm. We're right. always a constant, you guys, for those pastors watching and the, and the hungry believers that are watching right now and the hungry pastors, it is a constant digging and it is a constant sacrifice and it is a constant laying my, yes. my, my ministry and my, my time on the altar. And it is, it is a nonstop. And there is that heightened level of, of demonic warfare and of spiritual warfare. But as you grow your spiritual capacity, then you grow the tenacity. And I didn't mean to rhyme there, but it's mm. kind of cool that I did. As you grow your spiritual capacity, you grow the tenacity to continue to press in for a continual sustained outpouring of the Holy Spirit yes. in your culture and your environment, because culture is just who you are. It, it, it's a sustained yes. revival culture, because I want to say this is that you can't I'm going to go back to say that you cannot fake revival. You cannot manufacture mm. it. You cannot work it up. It's not something you work up. It is something that you dig. It's wow. a foundation that you lay. It's right. a cultivation of hearts. It's a building a spiritual house, pastor, and not a carnal house. Right. It's not a humanistic 
uh, pursuit in your in your church growth uh, um, mindset. It is a literally the building the spiritual capacity of the people that 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 sit in front of you and stand in front of you week after week and the impartation that you give them. And then the byproduct of that is the culture and the atmosphere. I go back to the question that I said several moments ago that people ask, how do you get your people to respond like this? That's right. You grow that capacity. Wow. So there will be a tenacity so that I will come in here. We teach our people every time that we come in here, we will not settle wow. for status quo right. in this service. It's not only uh, revival weekend. I'm about it's to not run. just when Isaiah comes. It's not just when Corey comes or when this one comes. It is every single time we come in here, we have pre-service prayer people that break open the atmosphere. Right. And I want to say this before I before I forget it, is, is that is that you will only get out of something what is at the root. Wow. All right? You will only get out of something, pastors, what is at the root. You're only going to get out of your church what is at come that on. root. So we ask you today, what are you putting into the root? What are you oh. pouring into the root? What are you digging and then cultivating and then putting in that root? Because you will never manufacture a move of God. As wow. Isaiah said a moment ago, it is, yeah. it, is, it is part sovereign, but it is also our part in digging those spiritual wells and, 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 and broadening our spiritual capacity so that we can have the tenacity that no matter what devil faces us, uh, comes against us, yes. no matter what principality, because we fought Jezebel hard in this place for years. And that's a whole nother broadcast. Yeah, but we it fought Jezebel hard, but I want to, I want to do this real quick, Isaiah, and then Go we'll ahead. turn Go it ahead. back to you for questions. But, no, take but your time. we went in from 2015 in our year of the threshold into 2016 pastors. This is all going to dovetail here yeah. to help you get the whole picture to even where we are today. 2016 became our year of definition as a revival hub. Now we understand that not every local church is called to be a revival hub, but at the same time, we do believe there are strategic places of outpouring. Fresh Start uh, is a mantle for that, but but we do believe that every uh, local church should have a continual outpouring and manifestation yes. of the presence of God every time they come together. But we begin to build our structure in that year. I won't spend a lot of time on that in 2016 around the move of God. Everything shifted, pastors, here at Fresh Start. Right. For our staff, for us, everything shifted. But then 2017, because I want to I want to move quickly into that, really became what we 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 call here our year of authority mm -hmm. here at Fresh Start. Because we had fought that Jezebelic spirit and principality for so many years, even before 2012, right. leading right. up that it was yeah. one thing Wait, after yeah. the other, after the other. Like I said, that's a whole nother broadcast in getting to the depth of that. But man, Isaiah, we would just be, we would be flattened by it. Yep. And our, our corporate body would, would take three steps forward. And then we would hit that thing and we'd take five steps back. And I know this is speaking to some pastors yes. and leaders out there. Just this particular principality that is so against revival and all the things that this encompasses, um, this principality encompasses, is so against revival. But really in that year 2017, and there's a couple of significant stories that go with this, it was a threshold crossing moment for us right. and for our congregation. We literally crossed through a threshold of spiritual authority, Isaiah, that literally caused us to rise to another level of perception and understanding mm. not only what Jezebel looked like and sounded like, but we could perceive it and then and then hope I can say this adequate, then be able to lift our people up above it and the atmosphere in our church services. And that's kind of what I wanted to land on there and then I'll let you take it wherever you want is that 
the at the cultivation of an atmosphere begins with the cultivation of hearts because yes, as i said you'll yes. only get out of a thing what is at the root and so as we cultivate the hearts that capacity grew and the authority grew with that if i can kind of leave it at that mm. there's so much more to say but spiritual authority grew with that and it's so important that we learn that if we continue to grow in revival all right we grow with revival because if we don't grow with revival revival will outgrow us all right mm, as spiritual right. and as our our church attenders and when that happens you can literally continue to meet up against these demonic warfares but yet you've you've got the capacity and the tenacity now to where what once flattened you come on somebody come on. now propels you what once leveled you now is propelling you to just dig hard, dig your heels in the ground and say, bless God, you are not going to flatten us this time. We, we will not settle. We're going to press forward. Amen. That's right. So Amen. good. And I love that your guys' motto is we won't settle. And I think what you said earlier is so key because a lot of pastors and a lot of people, they be, they experience a taste of revival and they have this other church that they've already built that's full of programs and picnics and parties and all their outreaches. Then revival, want, God wants to move. God says, I want to move. I want my house to be a house of prayer. I want my house to be a house of worship. And what we do is we say, okay, well, I have to make a choice. Do I want this nice sanitized place for people? and their families yes. or do i want revival to come and essentially wreck all the things i've built all my empires all my sand castles and so they what they end up doing is they build two churches they have the revival church then they have their average church and here's what they do and we've seen this over and over this is the number one killer of revival right now in america sunday morning we have our nice sanitized service where you could bring your friends and family yeah. and then if you want to be radical you could come on wednesday night if you want revival you can come on friday night we're going to bring isaiah saldivar what i've seen you guys do that I have not seen in so many churches as you guys said this if and, and this is what pastor Steve Gray always says if revival's happening why are we having average service on Sunday morning if revival's happening right. let's let revival and I feel the Holy Ghost bleed into every area of our lives let's let revival bleed into our marriage let's let revival bleed into how we raise our kids let's let revival bleed into our children's ministry guys I'm telling you right now their kids ministry and their kids revival services are probably more radical than most of the churches you guys even go to their children's services there's little kids and this is online this is incredible this should be going viral they have little kids that are eight nine and ten preaching as if they were in bible college for eight years pre it's it is unbelievable the move of god that is happening their young people i'm going to tell you why though because they made a choice and this is what i need you guys to understand that revival is everything there's there's nothing else outside of revival for me me and my wife have talked about this our family our ministry if there's no revival i'm going back to the world if we're not going to have a move of God every time we gather I'm going back and that's one thing about you guys every service you guys have you know there's a term that we use as pastors called throwaway services and a lot of pastors I don't know if it's laziness I don't know what it is but they'll just have throwaway services where they just have a service it's not it's all right you know there's not really it's not really fiery there's not really passion it's kind of like we're just doing it because it's what we do on Wednesday night or Thursday night or Friday night what you got every time I've been in your guys's meetings every time I've watched you on Facebook every service is 150 percent every service right. is 150 percent 
100% passion. We're not holding back. We're not settling for what everybody else is doing. We're not settling for a partial gospel. You know, Paul says that there's going to be a time where men are going to have itching ears and they're going to try to come to our churches and tell us, tell me what I want to hear. And one thing I really believe God is doing is he's raising up pastors and preachers that aren't going to tell people what they want to hear, but are going to tell people what they need to hear. Guys, there is a trumpet. God is raising up churches that are going to say every service we're going to have revival. We're changing all the, we're not going to have a revival. not going to be like a side where we're just like, give me a fry with my burger. Just give me some revival on the side. It's not an accessory to your wardrobe. Revival is, is God's intention for the church. What is revival? Revival is experiencing God when we gather. That is what revival is. It's, an, it's a manifestation of God's power and God's presence. One guy said this, revival is when God gets sick and tired of us misrepresenting him. He says, I'm just going to come down and represent myself. And so I really believe if you're listening in the chat tonight, if you're in this broadcast, I believe that there's something happening right now for those of you that say we're willing to lay down our agenda, we're willing to lay down sanitized church service, and we're willing to go after God every single service. There's a price to it. There's a cost to it. But I would love for you guys to talk about this. I know, Pastor Paul, you preached on this a while back about, you know, that there's people that have itching ears. They come into our meetings and they want you to preach what they want you to preach. And we cannot cater, as you said, to the crowd. We need to cater to the cloud. And, you know, I stole this revelation from you. Some of you heard me preach it, that people, they don't want a message. They want a massage. They want somebody to make them feel good about their compromise, about what, and, but, but the reality is there's no life if we preach another gospel. The the only place we're going to find life and see true revival in our churches pastors listen to me tonight the only way we're going to see true revival if we take our ears off the people and we put our ears back to god moses ended up dying short of his destiny and his promise because he was more concerned about what the people wanted and what the people thought than what God wanted. And I believe some pastors, it's time for you to begin to preach on the fear of the Lord. It's time for you to begin to preach on holiness. It's time for you to begin to preach marriage is between one man and one woman. It's time for you to stop being afraid of talking about controversial topics. It's time for you to preach on the demonic. It's time for you to preach on prayer. It's time for you to start a prayer meeting. I mean, we need prayer meetings back in the church. And I look at fresh start prayer meetings. I want to say this, you're going guys' prayer meetings are as packed as your normal services. Like people, it's not every pastor writes me and says, I can only get 10 people to show up to prayer. You guys are having packed out prayer meetings and prayer is the driving force to the move of God. The moment you lose prayer, you have lost the move of God. The moment you lose prayer, you have lost the fire. There must be prayer pushing the move of God. And you guys fly into Fresh Start and you guys don't realize the conferences, the Fresh Start weekend, I mean, the um, the the revival weekends, the Sunday morning services. These are all just a byproduct of the prayer life, of the pastors, of the leaders, of the staff. There has to be a prayer life in our churches, in our people, because otherwise we end up with a different Jesus and, you know, there's no life. That's right. right. That's right. Well, you know, one of the things we've made up our mind, uh, going back to what you were talking about earlier, is that we, we refuse to praise, to pray, yeah. and to preach under a dead atmosphere. Dead atmosphere. Mm. Yeah. Our people know this, and if they come in and we're not sensing that they're getting us where we want to, then we provoke them to that level. Come on, you, you can't be a lazy pastor. Yeah, you can't just want this thing to happen. Yeah, you've got to press on this thing, right? And you've got to want it more than anything else. Yeah, and you know, and our people have gotten to the place where it doesn't take a whole lot right. anymore to where we are. But I'm but at first. Sometimes you got to, you got to, you you do have to move into a place of provocation. Yes, you know. Yes, and uh, so so that it doesn't happen by accident. Mm. 
It doesn't happen because you want it to happen. Right. It happens because you press and you pray and you believe and you preach. Talking about preaching, we preached on revival for years, way before we even got close to revival. We preached about revival and it was just in us, you know? And, and, and so, so I, I just wanted, I just want to say, you know, what, what you were just talking about there, there at the end too. Um, I, I think that, that the pastors, you know, guys, uh, ladies, uh, God wants to pour into you mm. a greater desire right. to see and to experience revival personally. Mm. I, I really believe our corporate revival began as a personal cry from our hearts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just to know God and experience God and it kind of the place that you were just talking about, it's like, you know what, if we're not going to have revival, then I don't really see any need in doing this thing anymore. Oh, and when we finally got that settled in our spirits, then there was no plan B. Yeah. It's revival or it's nothing. That's good. And I think we have to get to that place because yeah. you see, God wants to know you value revival. Right. And that's what a pastor was saying. Right. You know, you can't just, you just can't fake it. Right. You can't just say, we're going to have a revival night and, and amp everything up and right. call it revival because right. everybody's more excited about it. And you right. bring in an evangelist. That's, that's not revival. Right. Right. Revival is when the passion of the people, uh, the people's hearts pull the presence of God into every meeting, Amen. every meeting. We're getting ready to go over here in just a moment and do do a, 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 what we call next step dinner. It's part of our assimilation process. We got 25 or so people getting ready to, to join the church and, and we're going to get ready to go over there. And you know what? There's going to be presence. Come there's going to be power. Right. We're going to release the revelation of revival. Right. It's right. what we do. When they walk away from there, they're going to know two things. When you, if you go to Fresh Start Church, it's about revival and discipleship. That's what I want to do. I want to get your discipleship because some on. people say oh, revival is just shallow, yeah. just emotional. Yeah. No, not if you bring in true, real discipleship. Right, right. Most churches don't even disciple anymore. Yeah, you're right. They assimilate. Right. And assimilation is not discipleship. Right. Assimilation right. is bringing people into the body life of the church. Right. It's, but but discipleship is bringing people to the cross life. Yes. And we constantly talk about dying to self and, and giving it all and surrendering it all. We keep going over and over again. You know, because that's what keeps the revival fire burning. Amen. Mm. And so I think it's important that we, that we understand you got to you got to go deeper in this thing, Amen. deeper than a, just good services and exciting things. It, it, we got to go into the depth of revelation, Amen. the depth of God's word, Amen. the depth of truth. And we can't just preach. We can't just like you, you said, they, they, they want a Sunday morning massage. But what they need is a message from God, Amen. Come on. a message. Amen. Amen. I love it. So I, 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 I God, God wants to raise the pastors up and bless them and strengthen them, encourage them, give, give them all hope tonight. Amen. I love it. I want to ask you guys one more thing before I let you go. I know you guys have um, something too, and I know we've been, we're about an hour and 15 in. I want to ask you guys one more thing. I know you guys have a lot of pastor friends. A lot of churches have reached out to you that want to be a part of revival. I know you guys have, have mentored and really discipled pastors that have come and said, hey, we want this in our church. We need this. What do we do? I want to ask you guys, I know I asked Pastor Steve, Gray this about five episodes ago. What are some, you can just give us one or whatever you feel of the major hindrances to seeing revival in our churches, in our personal lives, in our churches, or just some pitfalls that you've seen that the enemy brings that would hinder the move of God from happening in our lives, in our churches. I think I would say uh, there's several, but I think one of them is fear of man. And I think we've already touched on that. 
uh, fear of what others think and the culture, uh, maybe the current church culture uh, that has been uh, raised up in these last couple of decades or so. I firmly believe that that a couple of decades ago, there was a, a direct attack against yes. uh, Pentecost, against the fire of God in spirit-filled churches. Yes. And it has digressed so far. And that's one of the mandates we fill with this revival here uh, at Fresh Start is to bring the fire back into Pentecostal mm. churches again uh, to, to help fuel the fire back in Pentecostal yes. churches and charismatic churches again. And but I believe the fear of man is one one really big hurdle that has to be gotten over. And we have, you know, kind of talked to that point tonight along the time that we've been together. Uh, fear, fear of your own reputation and what others would think. And, uh, you know, just the the embracing of I, I guess just letting go and let God mm. just move in your midst and 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 speak through you and and preach through you and you know uh, uh, have a now word you know that that whole dynamic there and sometimes there's there's a shying away from that just because of the the price tag but also just because it's not what a lot of the other ones right. are doing and I, I'm going right. to share something real quick and I'll let my husband uh, uh, wind it up there but. I'm not going to share the content of it right now, Isaiah, but I do feel like that I had a dream, a very quick dream recently. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like that, that it represented a revival. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to give all the specifics. I don't feel to release that right now, but I, the, the basic bottom line of this dream was that uh, it, revival was moving forward aggressively, but there was a whole line of other, it was a revival was represented by, by a ship by a large ship. Mm. And there was a whole line of other large ships that were backed up uh, uh, like this going uh, all the other direction like this. And it was almost like it was a very slow movement because everyone was trying to follow and mimic what the one in wow. front of them was doing. And Come it was on. just like this very slow line that was going this way. And the Holy Spirit spoke and said, that is not what revival, revival can't do that. It must be willing to forge ahead. It must be willing to be a forerunner. It must be be willing to go through rough waters because in that dream, I saw the wake and the rough waters was coming from the line of other ships that were going the other direction. And that was what was causing the rough waters. But the revival was continuing to forge forward, no matter what the resistance wow. was. And I, I share that because this, this can be such the fear of man, the fear of reputation, uh, the fear of, of, of lashback, even in, in from the demonic realm, can right. be so many hindrances to moving forward into revival as well as sustaining it. Mm. We cannot be afraid. God is for us. If God is for us, yes. who can be against us? He will help propel you through that uh, uh, rough waters and revival will happen in your church, in your congregation. Amen. You know, a revival is a counterculture to the modern church culture. Wow. We're not just a counterculture to culture. Right. Revival is a counterculture to the modern culture of the church. It's true. You are going to be going in a different direction. And one of the things the Lord spoke through my wife in one of our staff meetings early on was I give you permission to break the break mold. Break the mold. Wow. I give yes. you permission to break the mold. Right. You don't have to do it like everybody else. Right. You don't have to sing the songs everybody else sings. Come on now. You don't have to have the same services everybody you don't have right. to preach the same messages everybody's preaching right. you've got to you've got to embrace being different right you've got to be embraced and that's hard that's hard sometimes because of the whole competitive thing that goes on in cities and churches and and all kinds of things like that but you know what if you can just get free from that and you see you know we're mold breakers right we're mold breakers right. and we're not going to let 
we're not going to let the modern church mold us anymore. Wow. We're going to let God through the Holy Spirit right. mold right. us. And right. we're going to be who he has called us to be. And what revival is supposed to look like in your church and how it looks in our church True. can be totally different. True. But long, long as it's got the sustained presence of Come God on, there, yes. bringing transformation to lives. Yes. Hey, we, we can we can run this race together. And because uh, it, it is a journey because we're believing for sustained revival until Jesus, Jesus comes. comes. So not looking for just a, a quick shot in the arm we're looking for something that's going to carry us through to the coming of jesus Amen. you know and so so i think that's important that you have to be willing you know because that carries with it this loss of reputation thing mm. yeah some some ministers spend their whole life trying to create a reputation in their wow. city and i understand that because we are supposed to have a, a reputation of integrity and character i understand word. all of that but you know what you got to get to a real you got to get to a place where you say you know what it is what it is and god. we want god and what you think about our pursuit of god yeah. uh it, that's that's i i'm not going to stop pursuing him right. because my pursuit intimidates your pursuit right right and, and because your decision makes my decision look weak i'm not going to stop i'm not going to be limited by other people's fear right wow right. not going to be limited by other people's right. fear right right can't let that happen right. right you know and if you can really get into the presence of god let him break those things offer your spirit and offer your soul. Yeah. It is, it is a place of freedom. And I just like to say this, Isaiah, and then we'll turn it to you um, uh, for however you want to close it out. But um, uh, you know, I, I, I like to encourage pastors that just trust the Lord to grow your church. Yes. We mm -hmm. do know that's important. Aspect. Yes. Um, trust the, trust the Lord to grow your people and that the Lord will grow your church through your people. That's right. Because they're going to testify as products of revival, That's what right. God has done in their heart, what God has, how God has radically changed them. And my husband just shared one uh, young woman at our church, her testimony. And I'm telling you, there are so many, so many. Uh, some of them are probably watching even tonight. There are so many that God has radically changed. They've, they've, they, they've been in prison for so long That's and right. now they're, they're down in the altars. They're in our mantled school of revival. Right. They are, they are filled with the baptism of the Holy ghost. But they get saved. They get baptized in the Holy Ghost. They share with their friends. They bring their friends in. They witness. They disciple. And God will grow your church as you grow your people right. to grow your church. And just trust him. Trust him. But most of all, just honor him and honor his presence. And don't settle for anything less than the fullness of what he can pour out in a meeting and in, 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 in a service and in a time when you gather together. And we promise you that it is such a, a rewarding experience. It is totally worth Amen. it. And, I, and I'll say this too, that She's talking about, you know, your church growing and things like that. Uh, when you when you begin to see lives changed, it, it your sphere mm. of outreach goes so far. Yeah. You know, I, I saw an article that said revival, you know, that, that, that revival is not the answer to everything. Mm. Well, it's really it's, it's, it's really not the answer to everything, but it's the answer to most things. Wow. And, 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 it, and when you have revival, it's just so much goes away. Mm. Obviously, there's so much that comes with it from other, other, other directions also. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've often said, if you want a spiritual church, you got to teach your people to be spiritual. Come on, come on. If you're tired of pastoring carnal people, right. then you're going to have to, you're going to have to bring them into a spiritual encounter good. or they're going to stay carnal. Mm -hmm. You know, we, you, we've talked about that. You can't cast carnal out. Right. You've got to disciple carnal out. Right, right, right. I love it. I love it. And so, you know, so, so, 
so much so much good stuff i i mean we can go another five hours and i i would love and i'll ask you this in front of you know the 500 people watching i gotta get you guys back on at some point so we can just go into more detail on a lot of this stuff this is so powerful what i would love to do before i before i release you guys on here and go into the giveaway i would love you guys would just say a quick prayer i know there's a ton of people in the chat um that are watching that are writing that are saying i want this i'm hungry for this i've been looking for this i have guys their pages linked i have fresh start church linked i pastor kim's uh, facebook page that she recently made linked in there so you could find all their info i have the doorkeepers of revival link all the links are right there for you guys but i would love if you guys would just say a quick prayer over the people i mean i'm receiving as well that are hungry for revival and that you know god would just do do the work in them not just in the people but also in the pastors and the churches that are that are listening and watching Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody just pray with us right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for these amazing people that are watching tonight, Lord God. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just minister to their hearts, oh Lord, with your fire, with your presence. Oh, Father, I pray that this passion, hopefully that has been ignited within them a fresh fire, a fresh passion, oh God. I pray, oh Lord, that you would continue just to fuel that, oh Lord, as they fall on their face before you, Lord, and seek you for more. Father, I pray that you would bring pastors and leaders, oh God, to recognize and perceive those threshold moments, oh God, and those threshold times, oh Lord, and give them, oh Lord, the boldness, oh God, and the sensitivity, oh God, to walk through those thresholds in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just decree and I declare in the name of Jesus that from every territory that is watching on this uh, on this live stream here tonight, God, that there would be revival breakout, oh God, in churches, Lord God, in people's individual lives, in their homes, in their families, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I release right now a revival impartation, oh God, a revival resolve in the name of Jesus, Lord, that they will not settle, that they will not back off, oh God, and they will not, uh, Lord, just, just settle for status quo, but whatever it takes, Lord, to press into the more, I thank you tonight, oh God, that a fresh fire has been put within them, oh God, a fresh resolve has been put within the hearts of the pastors and the leaders that no matter what it takes, they want to see revival for their church and for their city. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just rest upon them, Lord, even tonight and throughout this week, oh Lord, stir within them the word, oh God, stir within them, oh God, the fire and the passion that it takes, oh Lord, to walk into that next place that you have for them. And oh God, I pray your blessing and your grace upon them as they begin to make sacrifices and that as they begin to make strategic moves, oh God, to make room for your presence, to make room for you to move, oh Lord. And Lord, I just bless them in the name of Jesus. And I pray in Jesus name, oh God, a perpetual fire to burn in every territory that is watching tonight in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. 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 I just want to speak unlocking Amen. in the name of Jesus. I just speak in unlocking. Even as we have been in a lockdown in the natural, Come on. I say there is coming and unlocking in the spirit. Come on. And I say the kingdom of God will not be known. 
as, as this as the year of 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 a lockdown, Come on. but it will be known as the year of the unlocking. Yes, yes. And I unlock revival to Amen. every every hungry pastor. Amen. I unlock revival to every hungry Amen. church. I unlock revival to every hungry believer. Yes. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Jesus, I pray all over to the nations and to the states. Mm-hmm. Let 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 there be an unlocking of glory. Or let there be an unlocking of power. Yes. Let there be an unlocking of healing yes. and signs and wonders yes. and yes. miracles yes. and provision. In the name of Jesus, let there be a holy unlocking over our nation right now in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And I thank you that everything that the enemy has locked down is going to be unlocked. I decree it. Even even as as the church moved in intense intercession over Peter, who was locked down, and God sent an angel to unlock it and let him loose. I say the angels are coming right now in the name of Jesus. And I declare that it is being unlocked. The heavenly inheritance is being unlocked over the people of God. I decree that now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Powerful. Love you guys so much. If you guys would just, I know it's it's 730 right now. If you guys would just quickly tell us about the Doorkeepers of Revival Conference. Like I said, guys, if you're asking for the link, I have the link to give. I have the link for monthly partnership, Cash App Venmo. And then the bottom on the comments, there's the link to the Eventbrite to register right now. And I believe there's a discount until June 5th, if I'm not mistaken. If you register early, you'll get a discounted rate on this conference. Well, I'm talking about some home run heavy hitters. These are high caliber preachers. This is not, you know, this is not some random. These are these are revivalists that are going to be here. If you guys want to quickly share on that, um, the conference that's coming up. Yeah, Isaiah, it's September 30th through October the 4th. And uh, they can see who all the guests that we have uh, invited there and that are that are going to come. We've, we've strategically, uh, we've asked the Lord and prayed uh, for strategic voices yes. that could come in. There, be, there could be so many that could be brought in, but we prayed for strategic voices that could really, uh, pastors uh, and, and leaders, really speak into sustained revival. Mm. And those who, uh, two or three voices that, that are going to be with us, uh, John Kilpatrick being one of them, are those who have been a part of major moves of God, uh, documented, his, historical wow. now yes. uh, moves of God. And so they will be here with us and their voices speaking into a sustained move of God. We, our Fresh Start staff uh, will be sharing, uh, especially about structure wow. and how we structure things here at Fresh Start uh, as a local church. And so uh, we, we know that will bless you, uh, as well as my husband and I will be sharing just, just key uh, strategic things from a senior uh, pastoral uh, viewpoint. Isaiah is going to be with us. Yes. Other revivalist voices will be with us. Amen. And uh, we just feel like it's going to be a very strategic time. I'm also working on, and everyone can pray with me about this, mm-hmm. uh, a book uh, to called Doorkeepers of Revival. And it will have will have our entire journey and story as well as key points much much of what we obviously didn't have time to share tonight we'll be sharing at the conference but we'll also be put in the book that talks about a key revelatory points that the lord gave us uh through uh through the, through his spirit to speak to the people at key thresholds like we talked about tonight right so we'll be sharing those kinds of things and uh that's what doorkeepers of revival is about so yep. uh sign up we'd love to have yes yeah, so if you're we a senior- would love to have if you're a senior pastor in the stream tonight specifically, but not just pastors, this is not just for pastors. This is for any believer that's hungry for a move of God. But I do want to say there's going to be some things shared that are incredibly valuable if you pastor or are a pastor. So I would challenge you, listen, get before your people. If you're financially not able to get before your people, say, listen, I would love, can we pick up an offering to send me to this 
get do what you have right. to do call who you have to call right. get to this event because god's going to reward and equip you at this event so please guys you know me i'm not over here pushing all these events i don't hardly even push the conferences i'm going and speaking at but this is something i feel is so significant i know we had talked about this about six months ago as well as with you guys but this is so significant um that you guys get to this conference and i know fresh start church and i'll say this as we close here they don't just do conferences just to do conferences okay they're not having a conference every two weeks because they're bored they're doing these strategically because god is equipping his body for this end time harvest that we're seeing break out so i want to say i love you pastor paul pastor kim guys there's a fresh start church facebook link that's going to have all the info, the address, the service times, the website, the videos, the live streams. Everything you're asking is right there on that Facebook page. So please, it's right in the description above you guys. Um, we're going to go into our giveaway, but I'm going to let them go. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. I love you guys so much, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Okay. Awesome. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.